You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 270. We have a really big episode for you guys today, but really, really quick, we want to tell you about 4Athletic's new program. We love 4Athletic. They're the best. Yay! Yay! You know how hard it is to order gear for your gym? It's hard. It's or really, pa- it's a pain in the butt. Any type of custom gear can be a pain in the butt to order because you have to design it. You have to get orders. You have to get a minimum. You have to get it shipped. It's just a pain in the butt. If so- you're a gym owner, listen up. Yes. So for athletics is creating a new program just for affiliates. Um, so if you're a gym owner or a gym manager, or you just want a pair of leggings with your gym logo on them, send this to your, to your gym owner. You can design leggings with the name of your gym on them for athletics will take care of the entire process from quick turnaround and there's no minimum order no minimum order <gasps> i'm Do just I, gonna repeat you everything are. you say you're like the vanna white of this <laughs> ad <laughs> so um go to forathletics.com to contact them we will add the link in the show notes as well we are just really excited about this we also are going to have our own girls gone wild custom legging and we are really excited to support for athletics support the podcast and support this fun new custom program we know that creating custom thing custom stuff we know firsthand it can be a pain in the butt so we are so excited for them to be creating this program with 100 usa made leggings you know how much we love these guys Go check them out. Go check them out. So this week on the episode, it's a surprise episode with none other than Greg Glassman. It was a surprise to us, even. We're still coming down off of what just happened. We uh, had Camp Time Out this weekend. We had such a blast with everyone at Camp Time Out. We got the news while we were at Camp Time Out. Sandy was like SOS emergency trying to get a hold of us because we were in zero cell service area. And uh, then the next thing we know, we come home from Camp Time Out and we're flying on Greg's private jet to go see Greg Glassman. So that was crazy. It was a wild day. Not what I expected on Not my what Labor I Day. Expected on my Labor Day. So it just goes to show you that amazing things can happen when you least expect them. We love Greg. We love his whole family. We got the privilege of hanging out with him and his family and uh, getting lunch with them and and having this great conversation with Greg about the future of the CrossFit Games, the future of CrossFit as an organization, and where he wants to go with CrossFit. So if you're a new listener, we hope you like this show and you hope we hope you check out other episodes as well. Uh, this episode was really fun for us to record. Like Claire said, we had such a good time with his family and uh, Savan as as well. Hi Savan, if you're listening, <laughs> and Mike, the the pilot. You know, there's the whole family. It's a fun-filled day. So if you want to go back and listen to episode 174 from November. 2018 that's the first time we had greg on the podcast so don't miss out on that episode as well we hope you guys love the episode please review on itunes leave us a review um, and subscribe and yeah enjoy enjoy count to three go ahead yeah yeah knock yourself out. that's funny all right all right here we are here we are all right so where do we want to start, Mr. Greg? Jeez, I don't know. So well, Where did we leave off? Where did we leave off? It's <laughs> only been about two years. <laughs> Probably start with the games. It sounds like there's a big change. Yeah. I um, wonder if people will be interested in that. I don't know. <laughs> do you know, the people, the people interested in the games are sure going to be interested. Yeah. Um, we're going to complete the globalization of the games and maybe even CrossFit. And... and you know, there was a. We did something a little different this year. I, I saw it on on uh, on a feed. I was uh, busy doing other things. The games is a great chance for me to sit with people that have come from around the world and sit down and talk to them and listen to what they want to talk to me about. And so I don't get to see everything firsthand. But I did happen to see uh, athletes coming into the arena carrying their flags, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, it looked like a Fourth of July parade. You know. And and uh, th- there's nothing wrong with that, but there, but better than that would be a, a true uh, uh, reflection of the growth and the the universal nature, the globalization of of the the affiliate. You know, we got we got affiliates in 160 or no, it was 160 something countries participated, I believe, mm-hmm. in the games. What's that number? Yeah, it was one one sixty something, I believe, participated in the games, um, in the open, and oh, sure. and they, they don't they don't all make it to the end. But what we're going to do from now on is we're going to have a national championship that's determined by the open. So in every country, we'll have crowned the fittest man and woman, and uh, we can do something similar, of course, with the with the juniors and you know, masters, mm-hmm. seniors, that kind of thing, and. Uh, that fittest man and woman are going to come to the games. 
in in uh, Madison. We're going to move the open to uh, to uh, uh, October after this next one in February in the regular slot. We're going to have two next year, oddly enough, because we have to to get on that tempo. We're going to open up the season from uh, October to July. That gives November through uh, June, eight months where we're going to have sanctioned events. And those sanctioned events are going to be the pathway to get to the games after the open uh, as a team or as a second chance for people that weren't national champions and going automatically. Mm -hmm. This first year, we'll probably take the top 20 from the Open, plus the national champions, and conduct however many sanctioned events we have ready. And uh, they're, they're falling into our lap. This is easy. Waterpalooza is on board. Granite Games is on board. Mm -hmm. French Throwdown is on board. Dubai. Uh, Dubai is on board. You know, we just spoke with, uh, with uh, Annie Thorstar this morning, and it's her intent to... to uh, uh, take a lead in this and mind to support her. There's going to be something in Iceland. I'll be shocked cool. if not. Oh, that is yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, um, and there's a lot of others to talk to. We've, there's been some other discussion, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the Middle East. And but. Uh, so was it legit that moment when you saw the flags where you're like, there needs to be an expansion here? Was it? No, I'd already made the decision thinking about to it. do it yeah. different. And so now, of course, I can see in anything something symptomatic of what's not quite the way it needs to be yeah but uh, I want to I want to uh, bring the rest of the world in every year if you've got if you've got an affiliate in your country you ought to be able to send someone to the games mm -hmm. so when we first heard about the changes the first thing that came to our minds was more of like an Olympic qualifying model do you think we'll kind of end up with the same situation as the Olympics have though where in a given event you kind of know which country is likely gonna win no no, I don't want to do that. I want to make this as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to fall to, uh, you know, the, the Olympics is semi-tainted by every organization's organizational structure for the, its, its sport and its, its own Olympic committee. Um, I'd like to avoid all that politics. We have, a, we have an event that starts with 400,000 people. And uh, that, that's all we need to launch and run with the rest, you mm -hmm. know, to get us to where we need to be. I think more, more what I meant by that was like, you know, when you go into watch gymnastics in the Olympics, you kind of know who the top contenders are before the competition even starts. Do you feel like that's going to happen with this model or do you think it's going to be, you know, I guess these first couple of years, Yemen, you know, or whatever is maybe not going to have the most developed athletes? They won't. Our plan is that we're going to have a lot of athletes at the game. And so we're going to, in short order, um, call the herd sure. to a to a. Uh, uh, very watchable and exciting number of people and so oh. so perhaps it's you know we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna we're playing with a handful of things so I'm gonna have roughly 160 men and 160 women from each of the other countries I'm going to have um, you know we're talking initially of, of within the first year or two launching with 16 uh, sanctioned events that mm -hmm. that uh, give a pathway to the games and so I'm going to have, and those are where the teams are going to come from. So I'll have 16 teams. I'm going to have uh, uh, about 60 men and, uh, I'm sorry, about, uh, uh, yes, 160 men and 160 women, um, 16 people from the sanctioned events, uh, 20 of the top 20 of the Open, because I don't have all the sanctioned events in place. And that gets me to about 196 and at least four slots to get to 200. And we thought we'd have some wild cards. We're really attracted to this uh, blowhard card. You know, you didn't do the open. You're not one of us, but you won't <laughs> shut the fuck up about how fit you are, <laughs> what crap cross it is. Why don't we let the, someone get a blowhard card? And all we ask is that you talk a load of that crap. <laughs> And they, someone believe in you more than us. You need a community. Oh so there needs God. to be That's someone with a loud mouth with a bunch of people going, yeah, he would do great. And we'll, we'll put him or her in. Oh, no. And so we're going to have a blowhard card. And that, <laughs> that rounds out the 200. Is there anyone out there right now that's, like, doing that? Do you know? I don't. I, I, don't, I mean, I, 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 know, I, know, I, I know. I hear it. but I, I know where to find them, and I know people yeah. know where to find them. Sure. And so we just drop a oh, line at, at some of those places and say, so hey, tough guy, we got a seat for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we can exchange, too. Um, uh, I'm sure games athletes would love to go over to Blowhard Fit and, 
and give it a run, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't I love Bill Hartfit. Sounds like a great place. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds You know what it reminds me of is, is like friends. at the fair where, you know, you do like the big hammer to see like who the strongest man is. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys should go over there. It, it's more like wrestling. You're going to get a bunch of those. It's more like wrestling the bear, boxing the kangaroo, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and where were we in that season? Um, oh, so we're going to have 16 events. We get to the games. What, what could happen seems, seems enjoyable to me is early in the week, um, put 200 to a task that leaves 10. Huh. And then watching 10 for two days from the men, from the women, punctuated by um, a heat that crowned the fittest teenage uh, uh, a woman on earth and mm-hmm. the uh, fittest teenage man uh, teen- and uh, male and uh, do something similar to seniors but it, you know a higher intensity denser format where there was less less to watch but more to see like a cornucopia at the beginning right now we have 600 <laughs> athletes in the game we run through 40 teams yeah. I, I watch some of that and uh, you know um, it, it, really, really impressive. Um, but uh, I think I can. I think I can make it so that so that more of us are watching what's offered. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the long term vision for the CrossFit Games, this is the idea is maybe to turn it more into like a World's Fair for CrossFit to bring all those countries and have them recognized rather than the way you see it now, which is as it being this. You know the mm-hmm. the. Claire, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got staff that run affiliates, that that um, uh, host competitions, and they have to take everything off and say nothing CrossFit and pretend like it's not CrossFit for right. the weekend, for fear of the lawyers sending them a letter. What kind of bullshit is that? And so I want to do for events what we did for the affiliate model. Um, it's time to, it's time to loosen the thing up, and mm-hmm. and you know the, when you want to think sanctioning, think Kevin Ogar. The face of sanctioning is a safe event. That's what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So for a nominal fee, uh, perhaps in some cases, you know, super nominal, if you know what I mean. Um, what we want to know is that you got the right number of AEDs, you got medical staff. We did an event where uh, one of our very own cut his hand deeply, and the medical staff consisted of a chiropractor and a, and a physical therapist and a psychiatrist and or a psychologist. and. You know, lucky we had we had Michael Ray there, who was actually the rest were afraid of blood. It was that kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, I the wrong like kind of doctors in the tent. They had a butterfly yeah. bandaid. Yeah. yeah, but they had a doctor tent. They had a doctor tent. God bless them. We can, we and that was a, that was an unusual circumstance, but uh, um, had had uh, Kevin Ogar been participating in that that yeah. fateful day. Um, in an event that was designed by Dave or Justin or I, that he he would be walking today. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that for a fact. I'd have never ever ever let the inventory sit so close behind him. And uh, you know, how many AEDs do you have? Is someone trained in how to use them? Have been charged recently? Do you have pads? These are these are all. It's easy stuff. But what it does is is it protects us and it protects the public. It it. It uh, liberalizes the field so that others can participate and host their events and have their fun. It's a CrossFit thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. It's also, it's also. Guess what? It's also not the business we are in. Sure. It's not what this company does. It's not. It's not where my focus is. It's not the important part of CrossFit. It's not the center of CrossFit. It's the. It's. Uh, you know, there's a. You get out. You have a, a car lot, mm-hmm. and to entertain the kids of the people. Um, you've heard this before, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might hire a, a guy to make balloons, and you have a popcorn machine. Yeah. Well, I got a, a Ferris wheel and a roller coaster and 400 clowns, and you know. Yeah. And uh, they're complaining about the cars being in the way for, you know. Yeah, right. Right. So, so then let's get to that piece. Is like, what is the for you? What is the focus? Well, you know, I'm I'm 62 now. We, we were all sitting around whacking each other with PVC in the gym when I was 42 <laughs> and the the emphasis has changed life's changed the gym's changed my affiliates have changed every day two or three new affiliates have been there 10 days 10 years mm-hmm. and they have changed they too have have 
aged about a decade in 10 years, it seems. Yeah, um, funny how that works. Yeah, they too have a, had a different shift in their focuses, focus and emphasis. They've seen changes in their, in their parents and loved ones. Their kids are growing up. And uh, you, what happens is that part of being 10 years an affiliate is you've probably gone from zero clients to hundreds. And you've seen some things, and some things you've seen is a hundred-pound weight loss, and some cancer remission, and uh, a lot of a lot of amazing things, right? Crazy, cool stories, and and there's way, way more of that than there are people getting to the games. Yeah. And yeah. so, the the thing that makes this community great, right on top of our love for one another and the easy manner with which it is to be one of us. Um, easy manner to be one of us on top of some of the world's nastiest work uh, uh, is, is, is the efficacy. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm getting, we've been doing these uh, certs for the doctors, and by the doctors, data, 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 data. Um, we're not in the data business. Some people are, good on them, they should stay in that business. We're in the results business. And uh, we don't sell data, we sell results. Um, we don't tabulate data, we tabulate results. You know? And you can't make any money off data in spite of all this talk of big data dreams. And you know, Facebook can, I can't. Um, but uh, we, we live as a business and we live as a culture and a community by the improvements we make in people. And uh, that's the important part of this business. The, shift and structure, restructure of the games uh, is, is good for the games. It's going to make the games bigger. It's going to make it bigger. But it's also, it also is going to give us a chance to uh, uh, commit resources and focus to the part that really, really matters. What this does is removes the regionals um, uh, from our plate and, and turns what was seen by some within the org and outside of it is competitor events into friendly events mm -hmm. and i'm all about it mm -hmm. good so why go to go straight to the doctors yeah that's what i was gonna ask <laughs> we have we have a hierarchical medical association we can attend all day long like uh, others have authority mm -hmm. but all authority they have is granted by by MDs somewhere or, or medical boards and so on. They're the ones who carry the, mal the malpractice yep. insurance. Yep, and if I can unfuck them, I won't have to do anything at the rest. What if, <laughs> what if the rest are already squared away, just suppose, you know? Um, no, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the docs, and, uh, and then hopefully I won't have to do much else. Mm -hmm. What is the health certification? We don't have a health certification. What we have... Or the doc certification that you're doing. Health, yeah. which is... A, which is a, a committed exploration, investigation of the ills of modern medicine. That's all it is. You want to get healthy, go to CrossFit.com. You want to learn what's fucked up in medicine, why it is that your doctor's sick, come to CrossFit Health. There is a methodological crisis in medicine. We're deep into exploring that. We came to this from fighting the soda-supported proxies that, that look on paper like they'd be all about your health. American College of Sports Medicine, NSCA. We learned in fighting those orgs and their fake science and, and battling the scientific misconduct of the NSCA, one of the twin pillars of academic science, uh, they and the ASCM. In fighting the NSCA, um, we came to learn uh, it, 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 it just a wonderful, wonderful education exactly how, why it is, how it is that so much could be so wrong, that we could have a declining life expectancy, even a, a, a population adjusted in the United States. How it is that for 50 years, I mean, why is it we were, we were told to eat margarine and to stay away from butter when it turned out that butter is good for you and margarine is deadly? How did that happen? You know, that can be answered now. Mm -hmm. That can be answered depending on your... your tolerance for the granularity and the details but uh crossfit health is in that space now the md l1 cert is nothing but the crossfit level one cert delivered to a room full of physicians crossfitting physicians physicians who have like ronda rocket been confronted with this dilemma she says it got to the point where she needed to decide whether to believe 
all her training and education her lying eyes she went with her lying eyes mm -hmm. and uh, there's a there are maybe 20 there are 20,000 physicians for sure we can, we've 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 uh, that's the that's the solid number. Um, I can guarantee twenty thousand physicians in boxes. It may be forty thousand. I don't know. Okay, too many of my affiliate respondents didn't know how many were in the box, mm -hmm. and so our 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 low average would have put about twenty one thousand. Um, these physicians have a bit of essential knowledge. They know the value of, uh, they know the effects of sedentarism and excessive consumption of refined carbohydrate. They've seen the adaptive response to the meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, and constantly varied high intensity functional movement. Boom. They know about that. <laughs> um, and they know that this is, is uh, uh, not consistent with what is uh, uh, the typical explanations for what it is that makes people healthy, what causes disease. They have unusual views, essential views, but non-mainstream about health, about sickness. Um, wellness says something different about exercise. Uh, you know, very different views. <coughs> so when what you talk to them, they feel alone, they feel isolated. I was just going to say, like, what are they telling you? Because of the, in, the, in what they're practicing, they're, they're probably feeling really isolated with, with their viewpoints. Isolated, um, uh, uh, out, of, out of sync with the standards of practice and care, mm -hmm. perhaps. And nobody went to medical school to, to feel like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Sean Rocket said that, uh, that someone was calling him at the hospital. Some guys had taken to call him L. Ron Rocket. And and I love that he does it, you know. And and so I asked the whole group of physicians, anyone here go to medical school to get laughed at by your peers and colleagues? And not a single hand went up, he right? Nobody, yeah, nobody was looking for that. The cognitive dissonance between knowing what a CrossFit physician knows and what the CrossFit physician has been taught by NIH, CDC, and at medical school, and what the colleagues believe, and what they see on CNN and Fox News. There's such a dissonance there that it creates an intellectual and emotional difficulty. For some of them, I had a, 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 a pediatrician from Aspen and a neurologist from Australia actually tell me that they were afraid that if they were to be challenged in the manner that uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Fetke was in Australia, the orthopedic surgeon who his medical license was threatened for s telling people f uh, 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 that he, uh, uh, where he had removed their toes, feet, and then legs, that it was sugar was, the, was the, the heart of that process. He had his medical license threatened for that. And uh, Noakes had something similar happening to him ongoing, I believe, in uh, mm -hmm. South Africa. And I had these two docs tell me that if someone went after me that way, I'd be destroyed. Mm. They're, they're old, uh, renowned, beyond established rich, and it's an ordeal for them. I would be destroyed, bankrupt, lose everything. Right, lose their practice, lose their reputation. Yeah, yeah be yeah. run out of so town on a rail. This is really tough. This is tough. And by the way, that effort is, is led by American 501c3s, um, uh, wherever these, wherever these, these uh, uh, licenses are threatened, you see a trail that leads right back to, to the U.S. So just off the top of your head, not necessarily what, where you're going with the certification, but what would you like to see if... A somebody off the street were to walk into a, a CFMD's office, how would that treatment differ? Let me just finish it. I mean, the, the thing is, is that 20,000 physicians that have an essential view that's non-mainstream, yeah. isolated, fuck, they're the vanguard. That's, that's almost definitional of, of, of the, they're, either, they're either in mass hysteria or they are the future. And so rather than feeling like they have propellers on, on tinfoil hats, perhaps there's the French physicians washing their hands before delivering babies while the rest of the world chuckles, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you see that shift in their demeanor. There's a Facebook physicians page with well over a thousand on it now, I believe. And they leave here um, uh, militant. They leave here uh, different, 
and that little CrossFit health pin uh, means something. It's amazing how many of them are sending pictures back showing that. I thought the pin was the silliest idea. <laughs> Whose idea was that? The goblin up. But it, it does mean something. And so, you know, we're, we're doing this um, with the inside friendly observations of a cross-fitting buddy of ours, Sari uh, uh, from a Wellesley, and she's an economist. And information theory and networking of people—it's you know—it's kind of her, kind of her, kind of her, her area. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had some wonderful talks about what happens to take people that have an important bit of information, in, bit of information applicable to the universe, you know, to the to universe of Homo sapiens, right? To global, global, global impact in terms of the potential impart. Um, that don't know each other and don't talk and don't communicate. What happens when you network them? And uh, we're pretty sure, uh, Dr. Kerr and I, that only good things can come of it. Also, that it can't be engineered ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like in the end, I don't really know, but it shouldn't be. The, the first step always in any revolution has to be, has to be, has to be secret meetings at night. Really? Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine That's it otherwise? No. Yeah, yeah. It's, these are the secret meetings at night. I got a <laughs> bunch of doctors. You know, the, the tagline for CrossFit Health is, let's start with the truth. Yeah. Let's start with the truth. Things, you know, I, I got in front of a group of these doctors this last weekend, right? right? Just so we maybe work off those first assumptions. Anyone here think things are fucked up? And hands in the air. Hi. I'm like, all right, I'm glad we don't have to make the case for fucked up and define it and then measure anything. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're in you know, an agreement that things are fucked up. But um, it, the truth is that you, we're, things are never going to be unfucked until we can admit, come face to face with what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm willing to help anybody do that. You started CrossFit from the purpose of what? What was in your heart when you're well, creating CrossFit? You know, I knew this. He's doing lateral raises. I knew that was bullshit. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be a gymnast and not know that. You know, um, but what difference does that make? You know, I also knew that my father's paisley print orange pants and and tie-dyed shirt were going to be an embarrassment someday. But like, so what? What what do you do with that? Um, it, it turns out that this community has helped me kind of make the point to the world. Mm -hmm. And so what I got out of this is the the questionable value of yeah, you were right. Um, which is sure, yeah, that feels good, but. Really what happened is, instead of just being oddly right about something where it really doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, um, we've, we've gotten to, to, to transform millions of people's health. Look, look, the public health situation is dire, deadly doomed. I do not think it's going to improve. I don't. But I'm not trying to improve public health. What I want to do is I want to maximize the opportunity for someone to become an affiliate and for that affiliate to save someone's life, mm -hmm. okay? And I'll take as many of those as I can get. And the rest of the world, including the NIH and the CDC, can stay all fucked up about the whole thing, and it creates nothing but more opportunity for me and the affiliates. Mm -hmm. CrossFit exists because of what's wrong at NIH. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? We are yeah. directly profiting off of it. Of course we are. <laughs> yeah. What if they told the truth? Sugar causes heart disease. Right. What if they'd said that? And what am I going to say? Uh, sugar causes heart disease. You know, I'd be Ditto. like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, what am I going to do? Parrot their crap? Mm -hmm. No, because it's deadly, we get to tell the truth. Because it's deadly and we tell the truth, we get to give, we're, we're pulling people into lifeboats. And data? Well, I suppose they got none. You know, maybe it's mass delusion. It's not. It's not. We're all seeing it. And my, my affiliates, especially those who have been around long enough, they know damn well what's going on. And by the way, those affiliates include more than a few physicians. More than a few physicians. I had a guy in Arizona go, I was the first physician, I was the first affiliate in, in Arizona, and he's he's a doctor. Mm -hmm. He was the first, you know, he's been there like 12 years. You also have to ask yourself, you know, if somebody has this big, you know, scene in society is very successful, lucrative career as a physician, what's gonna make them say, you know what, I'm done with that, I'm gonna go open a, a garage gym. Right. How many, that's a weird one. How many CFMD L1s have you run so far? I think four. Is there anything We're that... doing another one next week in Kauai, and then two in, in uh, October in uh, Brazil. Ooh. Is that right. going to be around the Man. Ultimate Hawaii Trail Run? That'll be fun. <laughs> You're coming, right? I wish. 
one year i think next year we'll make it happen is there anything that you've taken out of any of those four seminars that you weren't expecting yeah um you know i've told i've told staff several times you you some things feel like they need doing like you know networking people that have an essential view that don't talk aren't connected don't know each other of course i'm gonna bring them together that's uh that's like that's like you know knowing someone that sells puppies and someone looking for a puppy it's just (laughs) obvious you'd say hey you need to know each other and so and so of course you do that but to see the follow-up into in the little clubs and i got i got i got two maxillofacial surgeons in dallas that are opening up a clinic that's just a crossfit gym and they're just they're just looking for data right you know i mean there's so many cool things happening out of this that i can tell it's working mm-hmm. it's clear that it's working part of the evidence of that is the number of physicians that on completing the l1 have asked to come back and just hang out and we've let them do that and they've become a disruption to the event by standing outside in numbers equal to those inside talking arguing sharing bragging working out that we've had this uh uh, derelict doctors clubs i pulled up at the ranch and they, i saw someone slam the door which means shut the fuck up in seminar talk right and i was like oh look at these derelict doctors disrupting the the, <laughs> the seminar and i thought well why not just bring them over to the house here and bring speakers and so we've had a handful of of speakers michael leeds thomas seafried standing right here in the kitchen with the mariachi warming up and the tacos going i mean it's like people said this is like the coolest medical conference ever yeah and and so I you know I didn't I didn't anticipate any of that, but now that we're here, why well, of course right? Sure, it makes sense. So we're we're finding out things feel like a good idea, you know. And and my my litmus for a good idea always is 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 there an inevitableness to it? And I think it was with the CrossFit physicians. If we didn't organize them, someone eventually would. I kept thinking that some CrossFit doc was going to stand up, and I kept pointing out to CrossFit docs, hired several to be this person. Stand up, go. I am a crossfitting physician. I know something essential to human health that is not being communicated through all the official organs that are supposed to lead us physicians. What are we going to do about it? And uh, so I got to be that fucking guy. But um, uh, it's pretty easy, actually. They're looking for this. Sure. They're looking for permission to talk to one another. We're giving it to them. So you clearly could have stopped at CrossFit, right? You could have like let that just keep going. But now, I mean, you've been such an advocate for health overall. What do you want your legacy to be about? Like, what do you want people to say about you? But let me, I can, I can give some sense to this shift too. There's a uh, early adopters. Uh, there's a there's a the the a life cycle of a, of a, a technology, and there's this early adopters to mainstream chasm what's the name of that thing I think that's it. yeah jumping the chasm you can find look it up on on google and you can see examples of of what happens in the in the ascendancy uh, several years into things at that exact moment of the flash in the pan um what happens is a bunch of companies disappear mm-hmm. and they're not able to make the shift from a, a virulent vocal rabid uh, 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 community of early adopters to the mainstream and that is exactly CrossFit we 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 uh, went to the marketplace with our concept with what's fundamentally the L1 kernel gave it away and then condensed it into a weekend offering offered that into uh, an opportunity to give a branded to build a branded business applying that kernel to make other people's lives better and and we took over the industry we became half the branded gyms on earth in no time um that academic remnant that we that we uh uh crushed in the marketplace decided to fake the science against us and uh that's the suit against crossfit versus the nsca and so we crushed them in the marketplace we're currently destroying them in federal and state court um and and uh, I think we're near the, near the end of days for that corrupt organization. But uh, where we stand right now is we're, we've, got, we've got the early adopters. I've got this rabid coterie of, of, of folks. And we got here on the unearned, uh, not entirely, but, but largely unearned reputation of being dangerous. 
And what I mean is, is you know, what part is our own fault? It has nothing to do with injury rates. Uh, it has to do with our fuck you attitude towards those that have made this claim. We ignored it for so long. I think you nailed it. That it, that it was able to <laughs> take hold. Yeah. And we're, gonna, we're coming back around now and going, hey, fuck you. We're safer than anything you've ever seen before. Do you know something? I know more about the dangers of exercise than anyone on earth. And I'll tell you why. Not me individually, us collectively and, and, and the, the organization I lead. And this is, this is the why of it. Um, the risk retention group that I established that is owned by the CrossFit affiliates that insures thousands of affiliates is the largest insurer of gyms in the world today. Mm-hmm. And our policies are, their admin is done by an outfit that does all of the big ones. And so we can sit down with our peers in this space and talk. And I can tell you for a fucking fact that CrossFit is safer than any other working out. And in fact, we no longer allow affiliates in global gyms because the way non-CrossFit is done gets people hurt. Okay? Gets people hurt. And so I I also have actuarial data from an insurance giant on a mega end of CrossFitters that proves the point that CrossFit not only doesn't hurt you, but it makes you healthier, whereas nothing else that's identifiable does. And so we're, we got, you know, look at this, me and the data, right? Yeah. Why am I not showing this to anyone? I'm not, that's not the business I'm yeah. in. Right. I'm not right. the business, I don't need to convince anyone. Right, right, not right. a one of my affiliates needs convincing what's happening inside her box during the day. They, they know. You could be in denial and you eventually had to come with a painful understanding that you're making people healthier. You can't deny it. <laughs> and so we, here we are at the chasm with this reputation, largely undeserved, certainly not, not a fair one, that we're dangerous, when the truth is, is what we are is essential. Essential. Our solution to chronic disease is so fucking elegant, meaning marked by simplicity and efficacy, so elegant it may be optimal. It may be optimal. If there is an optimal solution, I tell you what, it won't be high carb and, and, and sedentary. It won't be lateral raises and, and rice cakes, I can promise you that. It will be, a, it will be a, a minor refinement from what we're doing is to be fairly indistinguishable. So much so that I'll easily be able to just bow down to it and accept it. So if it's CrossFit, uh, you know, meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, and constantly varied, high intensity, functional movements, Plus, suppositories of chromium. <laughs> Someone's going to prove it to me and we'll all be on board, right? I don't think so. I don't think it's going that way. This thing, you know, our position, I keep running into documents, into essays, into research, into, into people that, whose message has not changed one tiny little bit for 20 years. And how and they were right then, they're right now, and things have gotten worse, not better, and their prescription is no, you know. I'm watching these great guys, Yudkins, get old and die. Ravenskov is now in a wheelchair, can't come see us. Um, Crummerow just died at 101 last year. I saw where George Mann died in, in 2013. I'm watching people in their 40s, correct. Be in their 60s and, and, and you're just sure the whole world's going to change now. They're still correct and now they're in their 80s and they're dying and they're correct. And it made no difference mm-hmm. outside of us. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. We, we were looking up Ravenskov. I first linked to him. It turned, I'd forgotten I had. I knew I had put cholesterol myths on the site. I knew I was floored by it. I knew that it kicked, it dealt Framingham a fatal blow to which nobody responded. But I moved on. I came across it again just recently, 15 years later, and I said to Sevi, we need to put these myths on this website one at a time. And said, so when's the last time we linked to that? And I found out that in 2003, we'd done the myths one at a time. I'd forgotten. 15 years rolled by. The book is more trenchant, more poignant, more important, more spot on today than ever before. There's not a thing about it that you change at all. It's just that what's happened is that the statin industry has gone from a couple of billion to like 20 billion in that space, you know? Um, But our community has grown. And so we keep building lifeboats and filling them, right? Business is good for CrossFitters. Um, I I I have little to no hope for the public's health, and I have perfect hope for every single person that my affiliates reach out and grab by the hand. Mm-hmm. And, then that's, and that's my life. So That'll I remember, be my legacy. Yes. 
I'd like to be known as the guy that took down the NSCA too. I really would. That was, you know, fifty years. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> we went by. We were just in in a Colorado Springs, and we swung by to see our building, mm -hmm. their building. I'm sorry, yes. their building. <laughs> so how do you Freudian slip? How, how do you get better at pulling people into lifeboats? Well, can I ask? I, 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 let me let me answer because it's really a good yeah. question. You know, and I and, and Sevi would do the answer. I said before, look, we're not dangerous. We're essential. And I'm going to start with staff, and and you know, and then the broader HQ, mm -hmm. and then my affiliates, and then the trainers, and then the public. There's knowing, and then there's really knowing, but the awareness as to what the essential health component is of the level one kernel is so much more clear to someone who's been at this 10 years than 18 months. So much more clear. You really don't know a year into this that you're changing people's lives in a way that nothing else in the community ever possibly could. You really can't, you won't know that. Yeah. It's a matured position. We're now a mature company. Um, you know, if the CEO doesn't know it, nobody will know it. And mm -hmm. not that I'm not the CEO anymore, I forgot, but uh, chairman, active chairman. It's okay, you're allowed to say that. I, uh, I remember a couple of years ago when we were talking at the last show we did, uh, we had a little bit of a discussion off air about trying to extend CrossFit. To, it means CrossFit's not cheap for a lot of people. So people who are in um, lower socioeconomic static, status or maybe kids at risk youth that don't have access to that, I think that was something kind of on your radar. Have you thought more about that? Yeah. Um, we're actually engaging in India on a summary chat. You know, we, we've, we've been in India for what a decade and we have how many affiliates 15 mm. you know it's just I just it's not happening like we'd want I don't know it's it's a concern of mine we've played with things I think that a uh, Android app is part of it um, uh, the world's on the Android platform mm -hmm. and and that could certainly be a viable uh, tool that's probably these, you know, there's, there's the third app phenomenon these, on these $5 uh, smartphones. You got two apps and you can add a third and the second one comes off. And um, we've been in, we've been having, we've had discussions with Google about this. I'm keenly interested in it. Um, games got a lot of that budget. Mm -hmm. uh, look, but here's why I'm waffling. It's a problem. It needs to be addressed, but let me just give you some plain economic fact. The wealthy in the world drive the best cars, they eat the best food, they got the best houses, they go to the best schools, they got the best couches and coffee tables, and they get shitty fitness. Mm -hmm. They buy crap. And, and even though they get the best food, they eat the worst of the best food. They're in, the, they're in Whole Foods consuming deadly amounts of, of refined carbohydrate, okay? That needn't be. It's organic. That's right, that's right. And it's, and it's non-GMO, and it's gluten-free. Yeah, 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 muffin. It's a muffin, so it's healthy. Um, they've still been hoodwinked. And so, and so what I wanna do is I would like to see a, I would like to see a, a uh, more than a ripple, I would like to see a torrent of health move through the affluent community because there's no hope for the poor until that happens. Hmm. So if you want to get poor people cars, you better get some rich fuckers some cars first. <laughs> and I, you know, I'd love to do it from the other direction. That's not going to happen on planet Earth. It doesn't work that way. And so if I can, if I can unfuck, it's just like the doctors. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to work with nurses and convince doctors. I've got to unfuck the doctors, and then the nurses, will, their lives will be better. Um, it's just like that. We've got, to, we've got to get the rich people that are listening and slap them around, get them to pay attention, and then work together. And I think the answer is going to be, in no, in no small part, charity. Hmm. Charity. And what, you know, what is charity? I'm not talking about throwing money at people, but I'm talking about um, really in the sense of taking a chance on someone. Do you think that's going to be an example of similar to kind of having waited for a, a physician to stand up and say, wait a minute, I'm going to fix this. Do you think that that could be an example of an affiliate owner standing up and saying? Well, uh, let me let me shortchange no one. I mean, talk about an underserved community. Phoenix Multisport yeah. in seven locations has put over 20,000 addicts through a program where not a penny was charged. 
And so, and we're there with them. I mean, that's, you know, we support that. I'm going to be the keynote speaker at their gala in uh, in uh, Denver on the, uh, are you going to be there? No. I'm excited about it. I think I have one of the better ups ever delivered at one of those things. I tell you what, I did not, I was not super excited about being the keynote speaker at a sober gala. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, God, that's a lot of responsibility, let's just say, right? Hey, no one but I am, now. <laughs> I am now. I am now. I wasn't sure why I would be there for a handful of reasons, but now, you know, I'm, I'm glad I get to do it. And I've got, I've got something I think is important to say. So, but, you know, we're doing something. Um, I, I haven't forgotten the 35 schools that the community built in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, there's... And, and the point I'm making here, not to brag about the litany of things that we've done or try to do or continue to do, but what I want to tell you is that well, almost all of my affiliates are involved in this kind of thing at the local level. Yeah. Without batting an eye, it's happening, you know, monthly practically, all the time. And uh, I never say no to them. We always, you know, toss something forward. That's just, that's who this community is. Yeah. Will we get to the, to the underserved? I hope so. I hope so. The best thing we could do for the underserved right now would be to improve the message that they're getting. Someone needs to go into, into every every ethnic community, and all, all brown and black people need to be told that the white man's killing you with sugar. Need to be told the white man's killing you with sugar. Why the white man? I mean, it's it's look look where it's coming from. Look at the companies running this stuff. It's Wall Street. Companies on Wall Street that are poisoning the world. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Monsanto. I'm talking about the food and beverage industry. Mm -hmm. They, they prevent the CDC and the NIH from telling you what it is that really is going to stand between you and health. All those documentaries still come out, and they try to like pull the you know the veil off of our eyes to see that of all the crap that's going on. Like, why do we keep? Why does this keep persisting? I tell you what, you know. This idea of the mess, the all that's wrong, the ills of modern medicine that is the, the theme and the, and the substance of CrossFit Health, um, that vein is so rich that new shit comes down all the time. And, and, and one of these, you know, and I told everyone, like, man, we'll be able to run that website for a million years. Um, you saw the, uh, the U.S. position on uh, breastfeeding and objecting to the Belgian, like, 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 pinch yourself, is this real? I just find that... And, and I've had some transitions. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy that now. I love it. Um, like, this is how busy we're going to well, be. You love it because you know better. Well, because this is the business we're in. You know, I, here's how it came to me. Poor Gary Taubes was standing off the side at some event, having a having a, a, a moment of, of tremendous inner turmoil, realizing the hopelessness of things in the in the world today. And I told him, Gary, pull out of it, buddy. Pull out of it. Um, what would you and I do if things weren't this fucked up? What would we do? What in the world? You're a best-selling author, New York Times author, because you tell the truth in a world where you can't. It's, you'd rather be a muckraker than a muckmaker. Sure. Just exactly. leave it at that, right? You know, and we get to be muckrakers. And, and so I, I, used to, I used to hate the muck. It was, you know, it's better now that I understand how it came to be, or I have a, I have a clearer sense of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, the corruption. I get it now. We've also we've we've found corruption only where we've looked for it. <laughs> you know, that's how bad things are. So this is this is fun and easy, but we get to be the good guys, and it's it's almost like there there's no sense in the white hat and being a good guy if there isn't bad guys. Oh, yeah. And so this is this is my world, and yeah. and it's Gary Taub's world, and it's it's same with you, ladies. Yeah. We get to we get to tell a glorious, wonderful, beautiful truth, where so many people just can't afford to, mm -hmm. and that's that's a good place to be. I love you both. I love you. Can I ask one really, really quick question? Is I just want to know too, because you have such a beautiful family, and like for your kids, like what do you want your kids to know? I love your family so much. What Thank do you want them to know? Thank just it's like the message you want your kids to know about you. I don't know. You know, this too bad Sevy walked off. He told me that his dad took him to work every day with him, and that he there weren't there weren't he it wasn't like. Uh, Cain and Grasshopper, you know, remember that? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the kung fu kind of thing, um, but but he he 
was there at 5 a.m. to unlock, and his dad would take the money and take him in the back and stuff it in the envelope, and he was the little nine-year-old with a shirt untucked, making a run to the bank in the bad neighborhood. And, but he, he learned these life lessons, and he learned in his, in his father, everything he led by example, right? Yeah. And so he, he took away not only from that exactly who his father was, and it wasn't his father's impression. It wasn't Facebook dad, but real dad, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't, nothing was instilled to him through some kind of oral tradition where you're getting nagged at, but he got to see what it was to be a dad that worked hard. And, and I, I think that's as good as it gets, that we just be the best you can, love hard, and, and they'll make up their own minds. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they have their own strong minds. Yeah. And if you just wonder, ask. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, you so much. Don't tell you. Don't tell you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Riley. Hi. How are you doing? Good. What were were you playing in your room? What were we playing? Barbies. Tell me about your Barbie. I have an Ariel one and a Rapunzel one that I was playing with. Oh my gosh! How long is their hair? What? How long is their hair? Um, Rapunzel's is really long. Like super long down to your toes. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard you like to dance. Yeah. Have you done dance classes before? One time. What are you learning in the dance classes? The split. <gasps> Can you do the splits? Really? Do you want to show us even though this isn't? <gasps> oh, to have that mobility. <laughs> it's amazing. Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? No. Of course not, because you're so flexible. <laughs> okay, so back to Barbies, because that's very important. How many Barbies do you have? Oh, the Ariel one and the um, Rapunzel one. Uh-huh. Oh, only two. Okay, for now. For now. <laughs> what are your other favorite toys? LOLs. What are those? I don't think I've heard of those. They came with bottles and then a little sister and then clothing and then shoes and then a doll. Oh, do you like to play dress up? What do you usually put on? Well, I had um, a little like thing that you put on your hair of a Rapunzel. Like Wait, a like a hair extension? Yeah. Oh, so you could have hair like Rapunzel? Yeah. Oh but gosh. it doesn't fit anymore. Oh, sad. Do you think I could wear it? 